I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill Fantasy Football Podcast. From me, you get 50 years of knowledge playing fantasy sports. From Eric, you get the kind of insight you can only get from a guy who's been a top player on the NFL stage. Top-notch quarterback with the Bears, Lions, Chargers. He's been there, lends his first-hand knowledge to things you need to guide your fantasy team to victory. Or you can find us on the Radio.com mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the easiest way, perhaps, just go to our website, KramerandBrill.com, and the podcasts are listed on the podcast page. Or you can find them by clicking at the top of the homepage. Just check it out, KramerandBrill.com. Let me introduce to you my friend, colleague, and co-host Eric Kramer with Week 6 in the Books. Uh, let's take a look at how we did. Uh, it was another really upside-down week in the NFL. First, let's get something straight here. For four weeks, we've been right on target with the Minnesota Vikings wide receivers. <laughs> you, Eric Kramer, started this, and I've agreed since uh, that you did start this. Every other week, it's either Diggs or Thielen, and like clockwork, it's been that way. Last week, it was Thielen. We said Diggs would go off this week. Sure enough, seven catches, 167 yards, three touchdowns to lead all receivers. Thielen had six catches, 57 yards and a touch. Wow. So next week, I guess we all agree it's Thielen to get the fantasy. Which is weird, right? I mean, (laughs) based on the the number of catches and yards they both had last year, this just doesn't look right, but that's what we have now. It's so bizarre. I mean, and it is like clock. I mean, why change the formula? You know, we're going to go with it until until it stops. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we liked Cousins and Matt Ryan both. Both were over the top with four touchdown passes each. Uh, We liked Watson, Mahomes, and Jackson. Uh, All were solid with Watson uh, winning the battle over Mahomes, uh, who saw Jackson with 236 in the air and 152 on the ground. Uh, We did not like Mayfield, Rivers, and Winston. All were bad, with Winston turning the ball over six times. We really like Mayfield has more commercials now than touchdowns. Oh, he does. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, it's time to get (laughs) off the snide and stop doing the commercials. Or start doing something on the field. Exactly. We really like Kyler Murray with 340 yards and three touchdowns, and it was worth a shot. Both Mariota and Rosen were benched. We called that one, too. We did blow it on Dak Prescott and Sam Darnold and Goff, who we liked, but he only had a 78-yard day. On the running back side, we were pretty much right on across the board. What's going on with Joe Mixon? I'll tell you, 10 yards for the Bengals. Uh, we said Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen were at best flex plays. Gordon had 18 yards. The others were just as unproductive. Uh, we said to cut Malcolm Brown for the Rams. So the Rams had a really bad day, and his 40 yards were not what you'd hope for. You might want to keep him now, as Gurley was out of that game from the start. Uh, we said grab Jonathan Hilleman, who did start, gained 38 yards for the Giants, got cut right after the game. So if you picked him up, drop him. We said Chase Edmonds uh, was a decent pickup in Arizona, and he scored about 15 pan- uh, fantasy points this week. I said I expected about 60 yards from Leonard Fournette. He got 72 on 20 carries, had 6-6 six six in the targets. Uh, we said to start both Elliott and Chubb, as well as Connor. All were solid. Connor, despite only 41 on the ground, led all rushers with 30 fantasy points. We liked Edelman in New England. He got you about 20. Receivers, we mentioned Diggs, and we liked Tyreek Hill's first game back. Five catches, 80 yards, two touches. Uh, we said maybe Terry McLaurin was the only start for Washington. He had four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Chris Godwin, another push start for us with 10 catches, 151. We really like Curtis Samuel, who had four catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown catch. We also really did not miss a beat on the wideouts, so with the exception of the Rams receivers who all went south. Even Cooper Cup only caught four passes for 17 yards. Now let's move on to the tight ends. We liked Hunter Henry with eight catches, 100. He was the best the Chargers could manage against 
against Pittsburgh. Austin Hooper was one of our picks, and eight for 117, and a touch was solid, as was Kittle, Andrews, and 99 yards, and Ricky Seals-Jones, who had three for 47. Now, we really like Darren Fells, and I went out and got him myself, good for, uh, for six catches and 69 yards. Defense, we love both the Steelers and New England. Both were big-time point makers, as we are other picks, uh, the Panthers, the Saints, 49ers, and Vikings. We did not see the Broncos and the Redskins putting up points, however. Redskins outlasting Miami, and we expected better from the Cowboys, who lost to the Jets. Oh, my. On the injury front, Dallas Cowboys without Amari Cooper could very well be out of this week's game. Seattle Seahawks tight end Will Disley had an Achilles. He's out for the season. Receiver Marquise Lee injured his foot against the Saints. Tight end uh, Jeff Swaim is being evaluated for a concussion. Denver Broncos wideout Emmanuel Sanders. Knee didn't finish the game. Running back James Conner suffered a quad injury in the fourth. You'll want to keep an eye on those guys as the week progresses. Matt Lacoste in New England as well. Big loss for the Steelers defense. Defensive end Stephon Tewitt is out for the season. Patriots have placed full back Jacob J Johnson on injured reserve with a shoulder injury. Chicago Bears regard Kyle Long has been placed on injured reserve. He'll miss the rest of the season. Defensive end Akeem Nix will be out for an indefinite period and could also wind up on IR. Quarterback Mitchell Trubisky through for the first time since injuring his left shoulder. All of these could affect how the, uh, the Bears play their game. So Eric, uh, surprises and disappointments for you? Yeah, uh, I'm disappointed the Bears didn't win, although that would have been hard for them to do since they didn't play. But my Steelers have to buy this week. Very well. Then you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> so why are we week. doing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. To, to quote somebody I know from yeah, last that's week. Right. Right? That's right. That's right. Well, now you get to feel what it's like. <laughs> so I think um, I was really surprised that the 49ers uh, dominated the Rams like they did. Because everyone's been talking about, okay, the, Ram the 49ers are undefeated, mm -hmm. but they haven't played anybody. Well, now they've played a couple of teams back-to-back -back and done well. And the Rams, I thought, just looked horrendous. <laughs> Uh, I was surprised also that the Chiefs, who I thought at by now, after the fast start that they had, would just start rolling now that they get Tyreek Hill back and they're starting to get some other injured players back, but yet they've fallen flat again. I think Sammy Watkins had a being out has something to do with that too? Probably so. And I th Don't they have a defensive guy that's out too? Yeah. Chris, uh, one of their defensive linemen. So, um, I don't, you know, I... Don't know what's going on there in Kansas City, and since my son happens to be a big Chiefs fan, he's probably figuring out or figuring what the heck's going on here too. <laughs> uh, another big surprise for me was Carlos Hyde. Now I've I've liked him since the beginning, but you know with uh, with the Texans beating the Chiefs, it was more about Carlos Hyde, him running the ball, and the Chiefs having no way to stop him right. than it was Deshaun Watson beating Patrick Mahomes so much through the air. I, the last thing I'll say is George Kittle, I think, is, you know, whether it's him or um, Kelsey in Kansas City, who's the best tight end, I don't know. But I think if if I was playing somebody and they had Travis Kelsey and I had George Kittle, I'd be very happy. Because I think George Kittle, week after week now, is showing not only can he get open and catch, but he can run angry after the catch like he did this He's last weekend. He's, he really is a beast. Tough, I mean, man. Uh, uh, we saw him on that uh, reverse uh, last week. It was just, wow, that was so cool. Yeah, you know, great. He, and he turns the corner, squares his shoulders, and he's gone. And he's and he's athletic, and he's kind yeah. of like, that's like the new, and even the ones coming behind him from Iowa are all kind of in that mold. You know, don't, don't they have black and gold uniforms? They do. Yeah, they I do. Was, oh, I, yep. I, every time I see a college game and it's, and it's <laughs> Iowa, I always think, what are the Steelers doing on Saturday? 
Let's take a look there at the trends. There they are again. Uh, trending up this week, Deshaun Watson, Steelers defense, Kirk Cousins, Kyle, Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, Hunter Henry, Tyreek Hill, and Curtis Samuel. Trending down are Baker Mayfield, Phillip Rivers. I don't know how far down Baker Mayfield can go. You can keep uh, going. Oh, man. Uh, Phillip Rivers, Dak Prescott, uh, Jameis Winston, Le- Le'Veon Bell, who had one, that's right, one target for three yards. Why did they sign this guy? Get in the game plan. God, I unbelievable. Why did and they yet sign they this still guy? won. I know. I, but why did they sign this guy? The guy catches 85 right. catches a year. Well, he's got one target. So, yeah. All right. So let's go to the waiver wire. Maybe players this will be his week. Maybe Let's take a look at the players you should be looking at. Uh, Devlin Hodges, the backup to quarterback to Mason uh, Rudolph. Not someone to pick up unless you have a place to stash him for the future in a dynasty league. And that that's even iffy. Steelers have a bye week, so Rudolph will get an extra week off. Uh, Elijah Penny for the Giants now that uh, Hilleman is gone. He'll back up Barkley if Barkley returns. Otherwise, he'll get the start. Uh, Curtis Samuel, good pickup if he's available. Betty Snell will get some action. He gained 75 yards in his performance in Pittsburgh, uh, and with Connor fighting a quad injury, uh, some folks are looking at, at him. Uh, word is New England is looking to re-sign Ben Watson, whom they cut. Uh, Matt Lacoste got injured, so they may be looking to shore up with Watson. Sam Darnold gets some looks, as will Hunter Henry, Robbie Anderson, who seems to have found a home in New York with the Jets. Yep. Golden Tate with the Giants. Carlos Hyde, just mentioned, gained 116. He'll get snapped up if he's available. Jamison Crowder drawing renewed interest with his 98 yards for the Jets. It's amazing what a quarterback can do for a team. I know. <laughs> it, it, you know, well, they don't have Falk anymore. I mean, he, well, he's not starting. It's right. not a good thing that Darnold is back. Adrian Peterson should not be on your waiver wire list. But you know what? His 118 yards with Washington is likely a fluke. And Darren Fells is a definite pickup if you can. Kiki Kute and Houston worth a look at wideout. Alden Tate in Cincinnati should be on your team if he's available at wideout. Alan Lazard showed me something last night in Green Bay. Nice performance. Uh, he'll get noticed this week. Uh, with the injuries in Green Bay, this could be a nice pickup. He had four catches for 65 and a touch. Uh, this is our fourth bye week, so missing from the action this week are Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay. If you have guys on these teams, you want to replace them. So let's get to the games Thursday night. Uh, Chiefs-Broncos. This is an interesting contest because the Chiefs are going to rebound in a primetime game, and the Broncos are coming off their best game of the year, albeit they played Tennessee. So keep that in mind. Start anyone in a Chiefs uniform. Philip Lindsay and Cortland Sutton are the only Broncos you can really count on at this point. Flacco may be worth a shot because we expect the Broncos to be playing from behind. And that doesn't necessarily translate to good volume, but it does cons- uh, translate to volume. You may think that the Broncos are going to be playing from behind, but I think that Ooh, in the last couple we of weeks, all right, so um, their new, uh, not new, but their defense these last couple of weeks has been playing lights out. Vic Fangio's figured out, or at least the players have figured out now his system, despite not having Bradley Chubb. And I don't know that the Chiefs have, like you mentioned, they're going to try to rebound. It's going to be on Monday night. The last couple of, Thursday Thursday night, the last couple of weeks, their offense has kind of fallen flat. So I don't know that this is going to work out so well for the Chiefs, nor do I think the Broncos are necessarily going to be playing from behind. I think this could be a tight game all the way through. And, uh, you know, Flacco could get back to where he has been in the past, in the recent past, where he's been able to complete more downfield throws. And uh, this this game could break open for the Broncos. I'm not saying it will, but Philip Lindsay and Cortland Sutton and maybe Nor Fant might be a good place here this week. I like well. that again. He hasn't kind of worked his way totally into that offense, but uh, we've been talking about him for a couple of weeks, and actually several weeks, and I, I, I think you're right on that. I, I just expect, this being a primetime game, I just think it's going to be a, uh, an Andy Reid, Mahomes, and some of their other offensive players showcase. That, that's why I really think it's going to be a comeback week for him. 
Dolphins Bills. Uh, I got to go with the Bills here. Uh, Dolphins lost to the Redskins in a close battle. They almost won. Uh, we we mentioned last week somebody had to win that game, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? And they they you know they did everything they could just hang in there for a while. But. Well, I like Kenyon Drake here. If if anyone uh, on the Bills side of the ball, uh, they're coming off a bye, and I definitely go with Frank Gore, John Brown, Josh Allen, uh, and you have to like Cole Beasley as well. Yeah, I'm not so sure Josh Allen is a great fantasy football quarterback. I think he plays. He's made some progress in being able to not lose games for them this year. He's also a good athletic quarterback and can gain some yards, and he's even scored a couple touchdowns this year running the ball in. But I'm not sure. He's not going to be the 300. You cannot count on him to to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. This is not his game. But I do think that Josh Brown and Frank Gore is a great, uh, you know, choice of running back. And as you mentioned, Kenyon Drake, I, I like him. The downside of the Dolphins for me right now is Josh Rosen. He just doesn't look like the guy, whether it's in Miami, and he didn't look like the guy last year for the Cardinals. So I got benched, you know, and it, and it wasn't because he was hurt, mm-hmm. you know. So that means, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is back in. Ryan, Fitz, you know, here, here's something I, I'd like to bring up. You tell me. Fitzpatrick has given the, been given the option, been given the permission to go out and try to make a deal for himself. Yeah. Okay. He's obviously looking to move on. He has something really to prove personally in this on a team that's going nowhere. And is that a really is is that on his mind? I, I want to showcase. I my hope talents. not, because that's kind of the worst recipe to go out and try to perform and perform well with that in mind. I think you have to do – Ryan Fitzpatrick's the type of guy that plays well when he plays within himself and he plays within the – I don't say confines is the right word, but when he makes good decisions, good things typically happen. Mm-hmm. When he tries to – actually, sometimes when he's gotten on a roll, he thinks, oh, I can just throw anywhere. And that's when the interceptions start coming in bunches for him. So I don't think that's his strong suit. I think what is his strong suit is when he makes good decisions – He's nimble enough in the backfield and in the pocket to make some plays and keep the ball advancing down the, the field. What I think he needs to do is go into this game and go, i got to make first downs. Not huge touchdowns from anyone on the field, just first downs. Do what Chase Daniel did when he took over for Trubisky against the Vikings. Don't do anything to screw the game up and let everyone else do their job too and and – Put your team in a position to win the game at the end of of the fourth quarter. Is there a team out there that may be looking at him at this point that needs a quarterback that would be willing to go at this point in the season, uh, going into seven seven weeks in? You know, when you asked me that just now, the first team I thought of was the Steelers. But um, I, 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 I don't think the answer to your question is yes because the teams that would be looking for a quarterback aren't going to be teams that are going to be vying for playoff spots right now, and they're not going to want Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's clearly at the end of his career, not the beginning. So um, I think teams like Pittsburgh are willing to go with guys like Mason Rudolph when he comes back and uh, Devlin Hodges. Hodges as he's got a chance now to prove himself. So I think that's typically these teams are going to – I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick falls into that category right now. All right. Jaguars and Bengals, Jacksonville all over this one. Uh, take Fournette for over 100 in this one. I'm really – I'm thinking he's going back. He's not going to go down to 30. He's not going half. He's going to double. Uh, the Bengals are a good antidote for teams. They are. <laughs> 
poor performances this year. I really think that's going to help uh, Fournette. Uh, also, D.D. Westbrook is worth a shot as his guard. Minshew on a comeback after a bad week. And keep an injury eye out on Marquise Lee. Uh, I can't start anyone on the Bengals until they get this team a couple of wins, get this thing straightened out. I, I'm, I'm not recommending. I don't even like Joe Mason. And guess who could potentially play this week for the Bengals? Uh, Green. Another NC State quarterback, Ryan. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. So cool. I wouldn't count him out just yet, but if that if Ryan Finley plays, I think that's a good signal that or a a A signal that the Bengals give up the Bengals. (laughs) Yes, their season is going nowhere. Mm -hmm. Cool. You like this kid? I I do, and I think he, you know, he's. He's a smart guy. He he was been in college. He played at Boise State first, then came over to NC State. I want to say he he was in college for like six years, and uh, wow. And a couple of those years, he one of them he took as a red shirt. One was as a grad uh, player. But um, you know, I, over the over the course of watching him, yeah, he typically makes good decisions, delivers the ball accurately and on time. And I think he could be, you know. Somebody the Bengals turn to to sort of right this ship or just see at least what he can do since Andy Dalton's not getting it done. Yeah. Let's look at the rest of the Sunday games. Uh, Vikings at the Lions. For the Vikings, it's Adam Thielen this week. We've already said that. Even in a tough divisional game, he gets a difficult defense. I think Kurt Cousins has found himself. If you got him, start him and ride him. Uh, Lions did nothing to distinguish themselves on Monday night against the Packers, as far as I was concerned. Stafford, very pedestrian. T.J. Hawkinson is no longer a recommend for me. Uh, with only 15 catches all season, six came in the first game. Amendola, one catch in Lambeau, and only Kenny Galladay really is a go for me for the Lions. Well, I... In watching the game last night, I didn't watch the whole thing, but how they lost at the end was ridiculous. Yeah, that's the the NFL owes them more than an apology. It's uh, they lost the game. The refs took the game away from the Lions. Yeah, and, and it's been handed a, it the to the Packers. The face masking call. I mean, it was just ridiculous. No, the hands to the face yeah, called right. twice. Yeah. against Trey Flowers, that wasn't even a hand. It was hands to the chest, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so. I was impressed early on with Matt Stafford and the Lions and the receiving core and pretty much everything they did. The officials took that game away mm-hmm. from them. Um, so I think Stafford is still a great play at quarterback, and their receivers, including Galladay, are excellent. As you said, Hawkinson, um, you know, he's probably, he at this point, not going in the right direction. So might be a guy to move off of um, as well. But I think, uh, you know, uh, Kevion is it Johnson? Yes, uh, they're running back. Kevion Johnson, yeah. So, uh, to me, he's a solid running back. Yeah, he he, he uh, he's I think the best they got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't used um, uh, the guy they got from the Rams hardly at all. Uh, uh, oh right, the one who I uh, can't think of his name right now. Um, was it with start out with the Broncos, right? Yeah, and um, CJ Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Right. They haven't used him at all, which we thought at the beginning of the season they would probably use him at least some. You know, getting in the red zone, that kind of stuff, because he's a good hard runner. But I've been surprised they haven't used him. Uh, Raiders and Packers. Uh, I'm liking the Packers and all they have in this one. Keep an eye on Devontae Adams' turf toe. He was out last week and looked to start Geronimo Allison and MVS. I really like an Alan Lazard as well. Uh, Raiders coming off a bye, so stay with Josh uh, Jacobs and Darren Waller. Derek Carr, not a start for me this week if you have someone who is equivalent. Uh, I think the Packers need just too much for him this week. Yeah, I don't. I I like Dave, Derek Carr, and coming into the season, normal, I had my doubts if he could rebound from last year. But he showed me in a 
throughout the year, but especially against the Bears in London, where he just was accurate with the ball, threw it on time, uh, didn't take big uh, sacks, or and and I just think everything that I see in him I like so far. Uh, and and Josh Jacobs, of course, and Waller both are are excellent plays as well. And I th- I think uh, uh, you know I it's hard my conscience can't accept taking anybody with the Packers, but uh, I think Aaron Rodgers you know is doing enough to be a solid play. And Devontae Adams, like you said, I don't think he's going to be coming back this yeah. week. Turf toe injury for receivers. It, that's a that's a f- mm, six seven week. Injury. Aaron Jones was okay. A rather pedestrian game for him uh, after coming off a four touchdown game. Yeah. But uh, you, you don't expect that every week. But uh, had a big fumble last, yeah. last night as well. Rams and Falcons. Uh, look for the Rams to bounce back this week. It can't get any worse for them. And playing an Atlanta <laughs> team, which is inconsistent, maybe with the doctor ordered. Todd Gurley is someone you'll need to keep an eye on the injury wires about. Malcolm Brown may be their only option here. And if, if so, I think he's just a fel- uh, flex play. Uh, Falcons, Matt Ryan is a play. And after a good week, so is Devonta Freeman and Austin Hooper. Uh, Sanu was down this week, so he'll probably be up. And Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are easy picks to, this week to start, I think. Yeah, I. it's hard to gauge, but I think the Rams are too good. You know, if you look at what they did last week against the 49ers, nobody performed. But Cooper Cup throughout the year has just been, in my opinion, one of the top maybe two or three receivers in the league. And he's in the slot so they can move him around. And he just, he, he seems to be Jared Goff's, you know, security blanket. And he's he's a good down-the-field threat. He works the middle of the field, down the field as well. And uh, I... I I like everything about him, and I think uh, Jared Goff, who two weeks two weeks in a row prior to last week set the NFL record for most yards and completions by a quarterback. So within in a two and then he stretch, has a seventy-eight yard day, which means to me this week he's got a good uh, matchup against the Falcons to yeah. rebound on. Well, you know, he just looked. Uh, we were talking before we started. I know he sort of looked like a deer deer in the headlights. You know, kind of that I'm, same look he had in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, and maybe, maybe you know. I I still think you know, and I think the Rams have got to figure this out because I still think that um, the NFL really has kind of come up with some solutions to the Rams um, d- defensively uh, against the Rams offense. I I, I just you know um, they just haven't been cons- as consistent. I know they, they with Gurley they were trying to ease him in and not overdo him early in the season because the injury, and now it looks like he may be out again. But okay, so. Think about that, though. There was a play in the game where I think it was a third down, and it was a one-on-one where I can't remember the receiver. might have been Brandon Cooks. Beats um, uh, Richard Sherman by 10 yards running up the field, and Goff overthrows him by 10 yards. That It, it brought me right back to last year's Super Bowl where golf was missing guys that were wide open. Mm-hmm. Has, has, did, did the Patriots figure out the Rams so much? No. It was golf that I think declined throughout the playoffs and didn't have Cooper Cup, but then just in a sense was off with whoever was out there. I got that sense watching this game this past Sunday against the 49ers that golf was off enough that it kind of derailed their offensive efforts. So I guess we're saying that as golf goes, so go the Rams. Yeah, I don't. I, I think so. And I think that you're giving too much credit to all the defensive coordinators in the league for figuring out the Rams because the two games prior to that, no one had them figured right. out. It's just he had a 
horrendous game against the 49ers. And I don't, I think this week, you know, now they're playing the Falcons and the Falcons haven't stopped anybody. So I don't think Goff's going to have, if the NFL has figured them out, that means the Falcons this week will have figured them out. We'll I don't think that's the case. We'll, yeah, we'll, I, I don't think it is either because I think they're, the, the Rams are coming back this week. We'll have to wait and see. be an interesting topic next week. Uh, Texas and Colts. Well, this is the time to ride Deshaun Watson. I'm sold. It's time. you got to ride this kid as far as he'll take you. As he goes, uh, so goes uh, Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, and Fells at tight end. I am really sold on this team. It's on the rise. Carlos Hyde. Play them all. Uh, coming off a of bye week, give Marlon Mack a shot, and I'm not all in on Jacoby Brissett in this one. Uh, the tight ends are sharing more so I can't recommend either Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle. Interesting. You're not sold on Jacoby Myers. You know, Jacoby not Brissett. this week. No, I, I just think, you know, he's coming off a bye, which is normally a good thing. Right. You, know, you got that week of rest. You got the extra practice. You got an extra week to prepare. So where's the downside coming? I just don't think he's uh, – I, I haven't been as sold on him as you have all year anyway. Uh, but I just don't think – I think the Texans are just think of his out. Think of his last game against the Chargers. Solid. Yeah, it was their off their whole t- offense was solid. Marlon Mack was solid. Everybody played and played well. I just I like the Colts this week, coming off a week of, with the bye, um, and I think offensively, this is a team that you give Frank Reich an uh, extra week to prepare. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Houston Texans are in trouble this week. They're coming really? off a big win that I didn't see them winning against the Chiefs, but they did, and I think that they're prime right now to me for a cold upset. Well, see, I, I look at the Texans this week like the Chiefs the first three weeks. They're only getting – they're on a roll. They're in a zone. I really think they're in a zone, and that's where I put Deshaun Watson right now. And like I said, whatever – if Deshaun Watson's on, the rest of the team is on. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think it's going to be a, a lopsided game. We're, we're getting into that interesting part of the year, though, right, uh-huh. the season for the yep. NFL, where you have things kind of shake out or at least get on track the first four weeks of the season – and now these next four weeks kind of sets the stage for what's going to end up at the end of the year. Right. And this is where teams start to identify themselves. A four, one, one four, uh, two-fourths of the way through the season here pretty soon. 49ers are Redskins. 49ers are for real. So is Garoppolo. Redskins lone win against Miami. McLaren, uh, he's a start for the Skins at wideout. Despite his good week, I'd stay away from Adrian Peterson unless you really think the new coach is making him the center of the universe for 100-plus last week. Uh, might be, but eh, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I... You know, right now, who's not sold on the 49ers? This is probably what they should have been last year had Garoppolo not gotten injured. But now, not only do they have Garoppolo back, they've got a dominating defensive line that they invested a lot in in the offseason via free agency. And Nick Bosa's come in and played great. they got like five number one picks up there. I know. It's an embarrassment of riches, which is good for them. And I think they're starting to take over, you know, between them and the Seahawks taking over the NFC West. And uh, I think this is a great matchup. The 49ers offensively, uh, if the Rams aren't going to stop them, the Redskins aren't either. And I think, uh, you know, George Kittle again is going to have a great week. Marquise Lee will probably have a good week. Marquise Goodwin, sorry. And I think the running back situation in San Francisco, even there's not really one guy fantasy football-wise you can count on as a team Running the ball, they're tough to stop. They are, and it's uh, that rotating triple head, you know, type of type of thing. And uh, but I no, I think you're right. Uh, and I, what do you think about Adrian Peterson? I mean, this is kind of a, a weird situation. And somebody got hurt. He came in. He was running, carrying a ball. He got some got some targets. You know, I mean, it's just, I don't see it happening. Week. I don't. So either. he's at the end of his career. Yeah. He's with the Redskins, who just changed coaches, 
and it's I think the Redskins are kind of limping now trying to get to the finish line of the season so I think uh, I don't think Adrian Peterson as you suggested earlier is going to be a week-to-week guy and he's for sure not going to be one this week against the 49ers because they don't give up any rushing yards right Cardinals and Giants, if Barkley is back, that's sound. If not, Penny is your go-to guy. Jones should rebound to quarterback. Golden Tate seems to have found a home. We're really liking Kyler Murray again against New York, as well as David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I think, you know, it it was tough for me in the beginning of the year to, to go all in on Kyler Murray just because he's a rookie quarterback and being the number one overall draft pick and going to the Arizona Cardinals who have a have had a tough time these last several years putting a good season together but I think he's certainly uh, shown me in some instances this year that he can get the job done especially the last couple of weeks and now that he's playing the Giants defensively I think this is a great matchup for him he's learning how to spread the ball around to people he's learning how to put pressure on defenses running the ball as well and getting first downs which is really the key for young quarterbacks get first downs keep drives moving don't try to get score you know all in one play just make, let the let the number of times you possess the ball the number of plays you have add up to at the end of the game you've got a chance to win the game Long passes and touchdowns for young quarterbacks obviously thrills the crowd, but you know what thrills the crowd even more? Wins. Wins. Yep. And they go to the Super Bowl, that's that's what does it. You know, and the uh, thing about um, Barkley, uh, he's listed as questionable early in this upcoming week. Have you heard anything? Uh, I, I haven't, I no. But I know the type of player and the person he is, he'll want to come back. and But he's also, uh, I think, savvy enough that can – he wants to do everything he can for his team to win a ball game. However, I don't. I don't think he's. Um, if he's ready to play, he'll play. But if he's not, I think the Giants will have the the administration, the coaching staff, the training staff will have a say in whether he plays or not. I think Penny's a good. Good shot this week, at least as a flex play if you need a running back. Uh, Chargers and Titans. Take the Titans out of the mix here. It's all Chargers. Phillip Rivers will rebound. Uh, take Austin Eckler over Gordon as a starter. Gordon, I see as a distant flex play only. Hunter Henry looks to uh, go to the end zone quite often, so start him if you have him. And the Titans, well, they're just a mess. I would stay away from anybody <laughs> on the Titans. Yeah, I hate to, you know, I they have shown me up this year, I would say, because I didn't have faith in them from the beginning, but there have been times where their defense has, you know, risen up and just taken over games like they did against the Browns to start the season. And then there's been times where Marcus Mariota's come through where I didn't think he would. But he's found a way to kind of make use of his tight ends and attack the middle of the field. He's still not an every down uh, consistent quarterback where he can drop back, scan defenses, anticipate throws, be accurate. He's more of a college-type Mm-hmm. spread option they quarterback. They look like a college team so many times. They do. And, you you know, you you. Uh, this is a message to young quarterbacks playing in the NFL that you have to take what the defense gives you, even if it's short throws that add up to getting a first down by a yard that gets you three new downs. Because that's the type of game that, that I haven't seen Marcus Mariota in his, what, four or five seasons yeah. now been able to do in any consistent way, which I think is hurtful to the Titans long-term progress so we go to the Saints at the Bears I'll let you start as we usually do when we come to a Bears game well thank you uh of course they're at Chicago the Saints are 
you know, are what three and zero now with Teddy Bridgewater yeah. starting, and uh, you know, I don't, I would not look for the Saints offensively, including Bridgewater, to put up big numbers. I think they will do smart, efficient work on the field while they're on the field. I don't think they'll make. I don't think Bridgewater. I don't think the rest of their offense will make up any disastrous plays and give the Bears a chance to just capitalize on their own defense scoring. Uh, that doesn't mean that the Bears won't cause some turnovers because they're just that good up front right. defensively. Um, so, I don't know. I Chase Daniel, I think, now that he's had a week off, coming off the game he had in London versus the, the Raiders, you know, I think he'll be get back to what he's been doing uh, pretty much throughout and making good decisions and not turning the ball over, but executing to get first downs and keep those drives going, I think that's what he'll get back to. Well, I'm looking at Bridgewater, and I'm just saying it's his turn to fall and fall hard. I think the Bears take him out this week. I, I'd bench him. Uh, the only plays here for me are either the defense, New Orleans wideouts. Uh, even if Bridgewater is bad, they're going to get still have some of the best of what's left. And I'd obviously play Kamara and Montgomery. Uh, Ravens and Seahawks. Maybe it's my heart calling here, but I think it's the Seahawks slowing down Lamar Jackson to a crawl, hmm. at least this week. Multiple sacks and a couple of picks, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Russell Wilson will shine, as will Carter and Lockett. Ingram and Andrews are my starters uh, from the Ravens. This might be the most interesting matchup of the week because the Seahawks be. at 5-1 and one, um, have really shown that when the game's on the line, they perform. And Russell Wilson's been having a fantastic year. I would even put him in that MVP conversation. Oh, yeah, I would too. Up to this point. So, you know, Lamar Jackson has had games where he's been phenomenal, like last week. He's had games where he's been not phenomenal. The great games have been more and more than the bad games. So, I don't know. If I, I think the Seahawks are excellent defensively, but I think Lamar Jackson's coming into his own. The, t- the pieces have been put in place around him, and they've dedicated – putting this offense together with him in mind, executing things, and he's done a good job. So I, I think the downside to this for him, though, is they're playing in Seattle. Possibly and that's so. A, that, that's a tough place to play. Yep. Uh, and you know, a young quarterback who, who does take off a lot, uh, 152 yards last week rushing. I mean, you know. There I mean, hasn't been a team yet no. that can contain his running ability and passing ability. I, I think it's going to be the week. I really do. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, he is going to uh, run into that 12th man. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys, tough divisional game. Both teams need a win. Cowboys embarrassed by the Jets last week. I'd start everyone on the offense and sit the defense. I know we keep saying Zeke is going to break out, and this could be it, even against the difficult Eagles D. Uh, Wentz is solid as uh, is Jeffrey. Uh, I also like Sanders and Jordan Howard again. Yeah, I I kind of ambivalent right now when it comes to Zeke Elliott because I I wish he would have had so far and it may be coming but so far I haven't seen the explosiveness out of him yet um, to bank on that, but well, you know, part of the problem is they got two offensive linemen are hurt. And I was watching the game last week and he was just running in, running into uh, stop gaps. I mean, they were just bam. Bam! Yep. He wasn't getting, yep. you know, he'd get to the line of scrimmage and it was blocked, you know, and it seemed to be to the side that the two linemen are no longer there. They're playing uh, backup linemen, so I, I think that's a big part of it. Possibly so, but if this was, if Dak Prescott was having issues throwing, shouldn't shouldn't he be having issues well, throwing? No, I, because I, 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 they're the same offensive lineman yeah, blocking for him as I, they are for Zeke Yeah, but, yeah, but the, there's a difference between block, run blocking and, and pass blocking. 
you know, uh, as as you well know. I mean, sure. You kept handing off to Barry Sanders, you know. He didn't uh, need a whole lot of guys in front of him <laughs> blogging. But I think the Eagles. You, you stood up, right? Uh, well, there was. I got out of his way. I'll put it that way. But there's. I think the Eagles are a, a talented enough team. This is a, a big division rivalry, and I I like you know Doug Peterson the way he calls plays, the way he prepares his team. I like what uh, Carson Wentz has done offensively, throwing the ball and getting them in good position to run the ball effectively with play-action passes. I don't know. I like the Eagles to win this game. I think I think the Cowboys have been uh, – I think everybody got hot on their bandwagon early in the season, but last week losing to the Jets I think could put a little uh, chink in their confidence going into this game. Eagles are, pa- are Patriots and Jets. Excuse me. Oh, God. Do the Patriots ever get an easy, ever get a tough game? I swear. Uh, another easy game. Hey, for the, the Cowboys might have thought that going into last that's, week's that's game true, against the but, Jets. You know, the Jets won, but you know what? They're not that good. Uh, another easy game for the Patriots. If the Jets don't start passing the bell, why on earth did they get him? Uh, they beat Dallas, but I don't see them beating New England. Edelman will go off, and I'm into starting James White as a flex play at least. Well, here's the way I look at this game. The Jets offensively made a statement last week in that the Cowboys are an excellent defense. They don't have any huge gaps in that defense, and yet the Jets executed very well. Sam Darnold came in after missing, what, four or five weeks, comes in and plays fantastic, and I think makes all of their weapons uh, viable now, including Le'Veon Bell, who last week didn't do much, but possibly this week will. And the Patriots, I don't see them as... You know, they've played dominant, but they have not played great teams at any point no, this no, they year. No, they've had the weakest schedule in the NFL at this point. Which is amazing after coming off of a Super Bowl championship. But I think the Jets have now revived themselves. And is it C.J. Mosley? You see the, running, the linebacker defensively that's been injured since, what, the first week of the season? So. There's a possibility he might come back this week. And if he does, I think that could be a big wild card for the Jets. You not know, saying they're going to win the game. Yes. What I'm saying is that I think the Jets offensively in fantasy football – perform well enough to, to play a lot so of their you, players. So you're saying that Darnold is a start? Darnold's a start if I had him. Uh, Robbie, is it Anderson? Anderson, yeah, Robbie is Anderson. A, I know, think he's a, he's a good Solid player. down the field threat. They've got weapons. You know, this brings up something, and it, it brings up the scheduling thing. Now, I don't think the NFL's changed their uh, – I think the format is, correct me if I'm wrong, that the if you have uh, the winning teams get the – Tougher schedules? They do. Yeah, so they're, and the so, losing teams get the weaker schedules. Right. So the Patriots, outside of their division, are right. going to play... Which is weak. Outside of their division is going to play the top two teams in every other AFC division. Then they're going to play whatever division they play in the NFC. But you're right. Their own division, the AFC East, is incredibly weak right. so far in the season. That's six wins. Right. If you're a decent team. Yeah, they they always seem to find a way to lose one of those games. Not I shouldn't say always, but often, like they did last year against yeah. Miami. You know, they they had that game won and yet somehow found a way to lose it. Well, I think uh this is the is this the fourth game? I think it's the fourth game against their division, right? Maybe the fifth? Uh they've had what they, one against Buffalo, second? second one now against the Jets. And they played Miami twice. And they've played Miami twice already? Uh, I think so. Seven game. Uh, the, 
This will be the seventh game. I may I have to go back and check. Right. But uh, it, anyway, it's pretty close to that. Well, that means that they're, if they've already exhausted most of the teams in their own division, that means ga- their schedule is about to get a lot harder yeah, after this Buffalo, week. Buffalo, I think, is toward the end of the season. So, Anyway, okay, well, hey, there you have it. Uh, this week's Fantasy Football Podcast. Join us each upcoming Tuesday night for a look at the upcoming NFL games. You can find us on Radio.com, the mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, wherever you get your podcasts. Easiest way, perhaps, just go to our website, KramerandBrill.com. Podcasts are listed right there on the podcast page, or you can find them at the top of the homepage. Just click on that. Check it out, KramerandBrill.com. This podcast is the property of Brill Productions, and any unauthorized use, such as charging for its contents, is strictly prohibited. We do encourage you to share the podcast, however, for free. For Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. Join us next time for Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast.